Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we are talking about changing directions, opportunity, and adversity. Mm, such cool topics. And I feel like, especially for us, Danny, and everyone actually, 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. change of direction and vividing, vividing, pivoting pathways is something that everyone's had to do in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Just when you think you've got your routine down pat, life just throws you a curveball and then we have to pivot the other way. Everything gets turned upside down. So for those who love routine, it's definitely been a challenge. Mm, Yeah, for sure. We all are, you know, creatures of habit, Mm. but like we've discovered having some uncertainty in quotation marks or like things that we can't control is really important for us. And when I look back and, and think about all the challenges and, you know, things that didn't go to plan, you know, they ended up creating new opportunities for me or yeah. um, I guess new pathways I didn't know existed because you don't know what you don't know. So I guess reflecting for both of us, Danny, we've been able to like, you know, list some of the experiences um, or the pivotal moments over the last few years for say mm. that have been so big in impacting our current reality. And I'm really excited to chat about it today. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And I mean, hindsight's always great, but when you're in it at the time, it's sometimes it's very hard to, you know, get that content spirituality out and be be, um, reminded that every path is the right path. And, you know, this is happening for a reason. Sometimes you just want to like put your hands up and scream and that's fine too. But, Mm. and then you kind of look back and go, uh, okay, that's why that had to happen because it put me on this path now, or I learned this, or I grew in this way. And, you know, we need discomfort in order to change because Mm. otherwise we'll keep doing the same thing. Oh, this is comfortable. I'll keep with this routine or this way of being. But Mm. then, yeah, something just has to come in and shake things up. And then it allows you to see from a different view or it allows you to ask for help from someone. Um, Mm. So, yeah, hindsight, though, we've um, had a lot of changes in the past couple of years, I think, both Mm. you and I. It's been big, both you know, with our lifestyle and then also career. I think we're just that kind of person. And I know a lot of our listeners are those kind of people as well who Mm. when adversity strikes, okay, we feel the emotions that it brings up, but then we look for opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I used to joke all the time and and say like, oh, every, you know, every ex-boyfriend happened for me, not to me. Sorry, (laughs) happened for me. Yeah, for me. But that's life, right? Like relationships break down, you lose jobs, you know, you find new people, you, Mm. you know, adversity happens for us usually to to make us, I guess, step into discomfort Mm -hmm. or pursue a different pathway that you didn't know existed. I think that's so exciting. And I don't know why, but... I have a lot of clients that seem to like quit their jobs and they're always like, yeah, I've just quit my job. I'm changing yep. this. I'm changing that, changing career pathways. And because I do a lot of group coaching, it seems to come up all the time, like another one. Yay. Yep, good. And I get so excited for them. I it's get so excited. Time, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I don't know if it's because it's our age group as well. And like given, um, 
just the way we live, it's so easy to, not easy, but, you know, transferring and changing career pathways is a lot more normal or accessible than what it was, say, 50 years ago when our parents perhaps just got an education and got a job and a secure job and that was seen as the pathway or the way to live. Whereas Mm -hmm. now it's like, I want to be happy and I want to live my passion and I want to make money from my passion. And that lifestyle is rewarded now. And because there's people like us and, you know, other people out there pushing that being Mm -hmm. like, don't settle for like a job that you just rock up and do and go through the motions, settle for something that you love. Yeah. And because that message Mm. is becoming so strong, I feel like people are stepping back and being like, I deserve better. And if I've got this thing and I can earn a living off it, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely not frowned upon to change directions. And that's why we put this um, in the topic today, because sort of back, back then it's like, oh, you have to finish the degree you started, or you have to stick at this goal for X amount of time. No one really knew any different Um, or, you know, you Mm. didn't finish school. You have to go work now. Mm. Um, But it's very different. And you mentioned, you know, you've got people like us who are encouraging the way and and pushing Mm. people to find their passion and make money from it, um, but then also rewarding change. And yeah. there's a difference between quitting too early and just throwing the towel in or the baby out with the bathwater, as you always say, which you mentioned again on your stories today. It was good to see. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. Don't, never, never stop. Um, but yes, we definitely reward it. And I suppose I'll lead by example today. So in light of everything that's happening, being in lockdown in Sydney now, you know, it's going to be a long time here. Um, I sort of had that space to reflect on what was important to me at this point in time. As you do, it kind of really uncovers everything. And for me personally, my relationship with my partner, my family and friends are my number one value right now. Connection, love, community. And I always notice it in lockdown because that gets taken away or in my language, it gets taken away because I can't fly down to Melbourne to visit my family, Um, you know, going out to dinners and all that. It doesn't happen. And they're really important to me. So as I just told you sort of a couple of days ago, I've chosen not to compete this year, Um, not only just because of the uncertainty of COVID and because I love the process, but for me, I would rather fly down to Melbourne when the borders are open be taken out to a beautiful dinner with my family, visit my grandma, have her nice food and just put all of my energy into connection. Um, Cause I used to get that void filled by competing. You know, I met you, I met some of my closest best friends here. Um, but yeah, I don't think competing would be a good choice for me this year uh, mm-hmm. because of that reason. I'm craving that connection. I want to experience, you know, Paul's family going out to dinner with them and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's me changing directions um i suppose it's easier for me to say because i've done five shows for the new timers whose shows keep getting cancelled no doubt it would be really annoying and and hurtful um but yeah that's where i'm at with my most uh current change in direction Mm. I'm so fucking proud of you, Danny. Nah, I'm you. so proud of you. You know, when when you did mention it to me, I was sort of like, yeah, let's let's chat about it. You know, I think you're not alone. And even with the recent cancellation of Sydney, for example, like I've got clients that have had to pull out and, you know, I know a lot of other people going through the exact same sort of emotions, that uncertainty, that change of focus, that change of prioritization, mm. um, you know, what's important to me, being faced with these sorts of questions, particularly around like identity, and who am I if I'm not the, you know, this competitor? So mm. when you get to that stage, 
you know, you have to be so invested in a prep. And if you're having like second doubts, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you feel like this has been something in the back of your mind for the whole prep? Like, was there a little bit of uncertainty, not quite sure, um, say when you first started? Mm, Good question. Not at the start. I mean, we'd go to um, people's house and bring our own food and cook our own food on their stove and all that. So we're in a real swing of it. Um, But then it just hit hard when lockdown struck again. Um, You know, I don't, I'm very blessed. My work's mainly online. I don't struggle with work, even though I know a lot of businesses out there are struggling. So again, sending love to everyone Mm -hmm. right now. Um, But for me, the way in which lockdown affects me the most is just connection with my loved ones. So when that shines, when I'm thinking more about that, it's very obvious on what Mm. I need to do. Me Mm. getting on stage and restricting myself in a way of not being able to um, have that time with my family, or I can, but it just won't be the quality time that I want. Yeah, Um, of course. Then then the answer's just there. So it only started coming up sort of as lockdown happened. I was kind Mm. of like, well, you mentioned earlier, we need certainty and uncertainty. For me, Obviously, compare or for everyone, competing is very certain. You know mm-hmm. everything that's going to happen for the next 16 weeks. Lockdown is also very certain. Mm-hmm. I love routine, but I also love excitement and uncertainty. So mm-hmm. I will get that from just having a laugh with my loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's your priority. You mm, know, like that's you my said, priority. Yeah. Your, your family and your connection and you know, being in a new relationship. Mm. All these things, like they stack and mm-hmm. The, the, I guess there's a cost of competing, mm. not financially. That's like the smallest cost and it's big. Yeah. <laughs> so true. There yeah. is a huge cost to opportunity mm. that you have to weigh up as a competitor. And I feel like this is something I speak so strongly about is like informed consent around knowing what you're getting into, particularly yeah. for first time competitors, because you can make that logical decision. You know, it's still 15, 16 weeks away. You know, what's ahead though. Yeah. Right? And you're like at the moment, you know, my, I guess where my direction is and where my relationships are and where my priorities are. I don't want to go through the next 15 weeks um to do something i'm not really truly invested in yeah and i think that's just it's we need to reward that more we need to be Mm. like you know a lot of people are are thinking like oh if i pull out like i've failed or if i don't finish the degree or if i you know if i don't finish this shit book like move on don't waste time doing a process of going through a thing that has absolutely no like moral line with your values yeah well Um, said I actually had a really um, interesting message from a former client recently who was going to compete later in the year. It's so timely, actually, Mm. this came up. And she was sort of um, reflecting on an episode that we did with Hattie and she was sort of saying that um, Hattie was speaking about, you know, you've got to be in love with the process and it's all about the process, not so much the show itself, Mm -hmm. which is really fitting given that shows, you know, if you're competing this year, it's high chance that things are going to be cancelled. So you have to be so engorged in the process as yep. being the thing um yeah and she was sort of asking me for advice about like I don't know if I want to compete like I'm having questions I don't think I should my mental health's not in a good place and I was saying you've answered your question yeah there like, you, you go you really you just you're sort of just like putting that out I guess like a bit of word vomit sometimes we need to yep. do it just yep. like 
put it out in front of us so we can see it and then redigest it um, mm. in a more consumable way. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going through the exact same thing. I'm like, look, if business is booming, if like, if you're finding that mentally you're really struggling to push towards something that isn't aligning with you at the moment, if it's not the right time, the stage is always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And for me personally, it's more than just for me to get on stage at a pro level. I can't leave one stone unturned. Like, you know, to compete as a pro, you have to go hard and, and all of that. So for me to, to have some untracked meals, doesn't mean I'm going to let go of all my processes. I'm still going to track, still going for my morning walks. Everything's the same, but it's just those little one percenters that I'm not going to adhere to such as going out to dinner or maybe I won't spend that extra hour on on the bike I'll just put it towards business or something like that Um, yeah so yeah um I'm still you know really invested in your journey to the stage I know everyone is and we're still going to make a lot of podcast um episodes (laughs) on competing why are you laughing I'm sad but I'm happy you know I'm sad but I'm happy it was like when you moved I'm sad but like I'm happy for you (laughs) Thank you. I know. I know. And yeah, moving while well, we've both sort of done that. And again, a lot of people are moving states. I've noticed so many of my friends have, you know, they all live in Queensland now. It's yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, Victoria's like vacant. I want to see the, like the percentage of people that are moving out. And I don't blame mm. people, mm. you know, this, it's just, it's going to have such a heavy toll on Melbourne. And mm. I think the state as a whole, um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next few years, but I can't even look that far ahead. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't even well, care. Well, you can't predict it. There's no, no patterns. So back to yeah. sort of the topic of today, just listen to your gut instinct. Like I know a lot of people say it, but if you actually slow down and give yourself the time to reflect, it will. your decision's there. Yeah. You must know. Like mm. for you, moving away from home. Yeah, absolutely. Your gut knows what's up and you need to listen mm. to it. I'm so big on that. Like a lot of people try and push their gut feelings to the side and ignore it. Mm. Um, and I feel like we all have that ability, like as children to really like tune into sensations and, you know, kids do some pretty wild stuff. They just know what to do. Yeah. Um, but we're taught, we're conditioned to think yep. a certain way, to program a certain way. So yeah, I'm definitely big on gut feeling and, um, as you sort of just mentioned, like for me, like pivotal moments have been moving away from the country for me and going Mm. to like university and not having any friends, like Mm. not having any friends that I went with. I literally got my license and moved up and the same with like then moving to Melbourne. Like there's been lots of decisions that I've made and that you've made and that everyone else has made that when you sit back in hindsight and go, that was a big decision and this is why I'm here. You know, if I didn't listen to that thing, if I didn't do that thing, you know, I flipped a coin when yep. I went to uni and I was like Bendigo Ballarat oh my god um, you literally flipped a coin yeah yeah <laughs> I flipped a coin wow. I got into two unis and I was like oh flipped a coin I couldn't decide wow. and so I went to Ballarat and that was the best decision that I made because I met so many incredible friends there yep. and because like Swan Hill and Bendigo they're like so like I swear to god you go down the street in Bendigo and you'd see like 500 like 50 people from Swan Hill because it's yep. so they're so <laughs> close it's the next closest thing whereas in Ballarat it was just that step further and I just didn't know anyone and it was like a fresh canvas to sort Mm. of like I don't know just be whatever I wanted to be and that I changed so much at uni I met so many people and connected with so many friends that I wouldn't have otherwise yeah and I think that's that just opens up a whole new set of like opportunities for you 
It really does because that level of discomfort, you know, you didn't know anyone. So it forces you to make friends. It's like people who go traveling on their own. Like they're Mm. not stuck in their group that they traveled with. Um, they, they're forced to meet new people. So it's kind of the art of throwing yourself in a situation where you're forced to be resourceful. You have to swim, otherwise Mm. you'll sink. Um, so yeah, what you did was awesome. I can't believe you actually flipped a coin. That's epic. (laughs) Sometimes you just can't overthink, right? You just got to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm surprised I did it too, but (laughs) even like uni, that's where I met Luke you know, and that's where I like studied to be a midwife. And, you know, even I was going to sort of elaborate on that, like doing post-grad in a completely different profession that I'm no longer doing. Mm. Um, I get a lot of questions about like, oh, like, how do I change careers? I don't want to do this. Or should I finish that? Like what you said, feeling like you got to finish things. things. And I'm like, everything I've learned as a nurse and a midwife has been directly transferable into working with women as a coach. Now there's no such thing as wasted time. Like Mm. I'm grateful for the seven or eight years that I spent like learning and like, like enhancing my communication skills and putting myself out there and blood, sweat and tears and like managing shift work and all these sorts of things, like just picked them up, boxed them. And it's given me a really unique lens of the way I coach and teach and prioritize health and work with women. So, yeah, I feel like it's a shame that sometimes people can, you know, view past experiences as a waste of time or Mm -hmm. negative or, you know, just something that they did um, and feel like they're just shutting off that identity. Um, And that's my take on like, you know, everything that I've done over the last sort of decade. Yeah, yeah. We are a sum of all of our experiences and emotions in a lifetime. You can't really shut them off. You can change thoughts, behaviors and all of that, but we are unique to everyone for those reasons. I mean, you learned all of those skills and I learned all my skills in uni or I learned how to make friends and party and have fun. It's not always about serious. Okay. You learn social skills. You, you learn discipline. So for mm. people who even start uni and then don't finish it, cool. You learn how to be on a time schedule. You learn discipline, how to study, how to read. There are so many skills mm. that, that you learn, both um, like street smart and book smart. So we can't turn a blind eye. It's mm. never, ever, ever wasted time. Even relationships, okay? You mm. learn what you want, what you don't want. It's never wasted time. So yeah. don't be scared to change your path. Don't be scared um, to thank your old path, even though mm. it might've felt uncomfortable and hurtful. Just be mm. grateful that it happened because it mm. made you who you are right now. Mm. Yeah. Life experience gives you so much wisdom. You know how you talk to people and they're just like so wise and mm. they've just got the You answers. get that when you talk to me. It's not on every podcast. <laughs> you are wise. <laughs> no, you're wise. <laughs> Very much wisdom. I feel like. I want to be I one s- of those old people who just sits in their chair with like 5,000 books. <laughs> yeah, the, the grandkids just come up. Yeah. Tell me, grandma. Yeah. What I should I do? Yeah. But Yeah. <laughs> Wisdom, it really does. Like you can't act, you can't teach life experience. Mm, you know, yeah. even I think of like, and you'd be the same, like just working with people. And like I've seen some like pretty horrible things in my past experiences. And that shapes my perspective now. Like you can't read that stuff in a book and develop personas or ways of thinking or lenses or characteristics from a textbook. You have to go out there and live it and do it. Yeah. And that's I guess what we've referred to in the past is like doing the work. It's not just about intellectually or cerebrally or doing the next course. Mm. It's about what about in practicality? What about in real life? How does that actually look when you're dealing with a human being? And I think 
when it comes to experiences like different jobs and, you know, going through adversity and grief and being rejected and failing, so to speak, like they're character building. And sometimes I'll say that to myself. I'll be like, another character building day. Like, you know, this is testing me. It's a good thing. You're like character building, like it's strengthening me. And that's the way you've got to think about challenges. Yeah. What I've really learned over the last few years is to truly live life as a human. And I learned this from like Michelle's courses that that we did, the neuroscience work. Mm. You have to be vulnerable. And I knew that I knew that that was the case, but mm. then to say it is one thing to feel to it. it. Yeah, you're like, oh what I don't want to be. God, because <laughs> there's only so long you can wear a suit of armor. Yeah, you can just pretend that nothing phases you. You know, and we go through those signs. Um, we, we go through those phases in life where we just go, 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 go. But then something will always be lacking. And to truly live a human experience, it involves emotion. It involves the highs, the lows, connection. And that was a side that I sort of didn't allowed to come in for a long time until you know you learn to be vulnerable learn to take a chance and realize Mm. well it's okay if you feel sad or hurt or anything like that because that's just a human experience animals feel it babies feel it always go back to your childlike self you hurt yourself you cry you get over it like Mm. that's what I really learned how to fully live like a proper human experience it's been Mm. massive over the past couple of years yeah I feel like as well like it's sort of you know, that age as well. I feel like when you're Mm. a bit younger, you might be a bit more insecure about showing who you are and showing those emotions. And there still is that relationship between, you know, emotional as weakness. And there is. And it's sort of like, sometimes I've got to catch myself out, Mm. you know, as well. And I think as long as we're aware of like when that old, you know, conditioned thought is showing up, like can't show that, you know. And that's what Instagram and social media is, you know. It's just showing the highlight of people's lives. All you Mm. see is the the unfiltered like happiness. It's like show me something fucking real. Like I want to see everyone cries. You know, Mm. how often do you see people crying on Instagram? Never. Of course they don't share it. They're ashamed Mm. of it, a lot of people. So Mm. I think it's just about realising that, you know, what you, I guess, digest or what you consume or where you get your news from these days is not necessarily real life. And that's, that's what the world is going to as well, like being so online now. Yeah, yeah. And and that's a good segue sort of into the next part, like how we deal with adversity. And we all have different levels of what adversity means to us. But just mm. in light of, you know, the last few months of lockdown and what's been happening, like, how do you cope when something goes, nah, this is going to happen? I mean, obviously, five lockdowns, it's become a bit predictable and all of that. But mm. just if anything in life um, comes your way that you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't plan for that. Like, what's your go to? My first initial thing, like when shit hits the fan or when I'm feeling overwhelmed is usually like to voice it and just to like never internalize it. Mm. For me, I have to share it. So I'll be like, Luke, if there's a problem, Luke knows like five seconds before it's happened. Uh So I'll just say to him exactly what I'm feeling as well. Like I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed today, even if I don't know why. You know, like, even if I don't know why, I'll just say like, you know, I'm feeling a bit tense or I've got a little bit of anxiety or, you know, I'm really happy, you know, whatever it is, just like verbalizing exactly how I'm feeling and communicating that with someone else, like social engagement, doing those sorts of things. It's a really powerful tool for me. Yeah, um, cool. I have a lot of other things that I like doing. Like music's really big for me as well. Like I use a lot of, um, I guess, um, you know, Spotify's. I've always got my headphones in listening to something. It really does bring me back. But yeah. 
I think it just comes with like perspective as well is like being like far out, like what we were saying with lockdown. I'm like being here four times over. What did I do last time? What worked Mm. well? What didn't? What's within my control? What can I control? How can I see this as not a, I guess, a positive, but an opportunity to do something else. And that's where we've spoken about like having a growth mindset. Mm. Um, So much easier said than done, but just knowing that nothing's forever and that, you know, in hindsight, these things usually serve us to some degree and push us to embark on a new challenge can give me a little bit of optimism. Yeah. And you have to, you have to look for it. It doesn't mean that you've sort of cover up the emotions that are really happening within, but I love that you said, you know, you reflect with Luke and for some people, maybe who don't have a partner or someone immediately there journal, it's always good. It just gets it out of your head. Call someone, FaceTime. I've spent a lot of time on FaceTime with people back home and all of that. And it's just awesome because it's easy to get caught up in your own mind of your thoughts, but then um, to share it with someone, it does bring you back down or like music or get out in nature. There's ways that ground us. Um, mm. But just be mindful, I suppose, of the energy that you share with people because every time something like this happens, it can be very consuming. I mean, I turned my phone off early last night just because I had enough hearing about it, not because I wanted to deny what was mm. happening. But for me, I could feel my jaw starting to clench a bit or, or like my breathing was a bit shallow. I'm like, hmm, there's something going on underneath here. Mm. You know? um, so physically, I we all feel little tense things in our body. I'm like, hmm, I'm just going to stop scrolling and watching people's stories about lockdowns tonight, get a really good sleep, yeah. wake up, refresh, do it again. Um, mm. So just be mindful of the conversations you have or are you spinning the same story over and over and over again? Yeah. Like, yeah, it can be consuming. So it's very important to find ways that do ground you. Mm, yeah, I feel like as well, um, something you mentioned there that was that sort of triggered a thought in me. I have these like journaling cards and I've got like questions on them. And one of them that I was looking at last night it did ask, where do you get your news from? And I was, and it made me think, I'm like, where do I get my news from? Mm, you know, mm. if it's not the news, like for actually turning it yeah. off, where am I actually getting my information, factual information from? It's That's probably a good Instagram. Question. Yeah. Probably Instagram. Um, Instagram or my or just people talking. Yeah, Colleen. Does she, watch sun- Does she watch sunrise in the morning? That's my oh. last routine. And you got to think like, yeah, of course she does. The emotional <laughs> emotional bias that Instagram and your mom and other things have as well. So, you know, it made me think it's like, where do I get my news from and do I need to ingest more or actually deflect it and, and not take in so much? So yeah. when it comes to these types of situations and not even news, where do you get your information from? You know, yeah. who do you get your information from? Yeah, like this. I'm really good at just not listening to people. Like, I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> selective hearing. Very selective. That's good. I'm working on it. Um, no, I think but it, you need to learn how to channel out the shit. Yeah. Like yeah. people are talking and it's great. But if you take on every single th- thing that you hear in a day, you're going to have nothing left. You're going to be gone. Yeah, exactly. So even myself, I'm like, when should I listen to myself and when should I listen to someone else? Yeah. You know, and I think that's where like coaches and mentors and friends and, you know, the amount I've slipped into your WhatsApp way too many times in the last two weeks to ask for advice. I love it. And I just think there's nothing wrong with seeking clarity in your decisions. In fact, it's really important because you're, you have your own emotional biases, whether you like it or not, you're going to seek the pathway of of least resistance. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was a really interesting um, sort of journaling prompt for me. 
Yeah. Um, and just before I end up with all the DMs of people asking me, can you tell everyone where you got those cards, please? <laughs> yeah, they're from um, Archleys and um, you'll be able to find... Archleys? Archleys, yep. Um, that's their Instagram handle. Um, we had Jess and, um, spoiler alert, I'll probably ask you if we can bring her on the podcast. Cool. <laughs> she, she ran a journaling yes. workshop with some of my clients um, via Zoom and it was freaking incredible um just to help you know like journaling's hard when you don't like sometimes blank paper can be intimidating so Mm -hmm. yeah she's got these cards and i've been using them for a while and even luke's been using them don't tell anyone that's the best (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah really good for just prompting um dialogue like in yourself because you know when you do a guided journal like reading the questions can force you to journal on something like it can be um influential Mm -hmm. whereas when you have like a deck of cards with different questions you pick the ones that resonate like a quote yeah. And they're usually the ones that you need to explore the most. So I love yeah, that. Found that, I love that. Makes it a bit of fun as well, just so it's mm-hmm. not repetitive and you're writing the same thing. Um, yeah. But back on what you're mentioning about where you get your news from and all that, what I've been noticing as I've been spending more time watching TV, and by that I mean fucking I still don't watch that much. And uh, But the shows that you watch really influence your way of thinking. We're watching some gangster show Queen of the South right now. And then after the few episodes, not that I'm going to start, you know, dealing in Mexico or whatever they do on that show, but like you just, I'm like, yeah, I feel like a gangster right now. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like, why am I thinking like this? I'm like, cause I'm watching that damn gangster show on Netflix. Like even the music you listen to, the people you talk to, the shows you watch, Mm. like you hear about actors that sort of lose the plot just cause they get so consumed in the character that they're playing. It, Mm. it just seeps into you. And that's why, again, enjoy it. Like zone out watch your movies do all that but if you're not aware of like the things that are coming into your mind like you will change and you won't even realize Mm, yeah for sure and I feel like everything we do we have a lens on it Mm. depending on what's going on in our life you know and I found there's a concept of like reflecting on the books that you're reading given the you like what you're going through at the moment so if you whatever book you pick up and start reading you've done it for a purpose so that's um, so true and then in five years time right you're going to have different experiences different purposes different lens different lifestyle if you read that same book you're going to gain different information from it you're going to be able to use that a different way and I'm like that is so true it's the same as like when you read a quote and it doesn't resonate you read it again when you're going through something else and it does resonate oh Um, yeah yeah it just I read um I read the alchemist at least every six months and every time it's different like I've been reading it I've read the same book for like three years you Mm. know um before I made any of these life-changing decisions um and every time it's different but then Mm. I also started reading Jay Shetty's book uh think like a monk yeah probably makes sense because right now there are hurricanes of emotion going around and Mm. all of a sudden I was drawn to that book so that makes so much sense yeah it's even like you know, there's like, sometimes I'll go through like a real self-help book stage. And then Mm. other times I'll go more educational and then I might read something else. And it always reflects of what's going on in my life or I interpret it differently. 
or if I lose interest in a book, like there's usually, it's like, maybe it doesn't serve me right now. Um, yeah. I never finish books one at a time. I'm always reading like five at a time. Like, wake up, open it, close it next day, different book. Like it's mm. nuts. Yeah. I, um, I'm a part of um, James Clear's email list. He's really great. I've probably mentioned oh, him a couple mm. of times. He sends like an email every Friday. And um, one of them, like a couple of weeks ago, it said, um, I can't remember what the concept was, but basically he was saying like, stop reading the books that you don't enjoy. Like, you know how there's this yep. big stigma about finish the book. Like if you don't finish the book, you're lazy. He's like, stop more books than you start. Like, and then Ooh. the ones that you enjoy, reread them over and over again. So like yep. what you're doing um, and the same thing, I've got that. a few select books and you read it every time it's different. So it's like, mm. why would you waste time reading books that actually you actually don't enjoy? You're not getting anything from just because society says that if you don't finish the books that are next to your bed, you're lazy. Wow. And that is a brilliant metaphor for anything in life. Don't yep. stay with the job that you're unhappy at. Don't stay with the person that you're unhappy with. Like, mm wow yeah i love that i um, love that so good yeah. i but love that, i get adrenaline and excitement out of overhauling things like yeah. i live for that shit and i'm sure yeah. we all do we need that bit of uncertainty and there's mm. difference between being erratic you know but just seeking excitement or you sort of see people who have you know the nine to five monday the friday then the weekend comes and they go nuts like we all need a little bit of that in our lives i think it's mm. so important to reward mm. that yeah, absolutely. Making sure that you've got like time for hustle and time for play, time for rest and just having yes. different phases throughout the week. And I know that something I struggle with in lockdown is it all just turns into one because the way I play or rest is like by doing stuff. So I might go get a massage or I might yeah. go for a walk or I need to be having something passive that's sort of happening that I can do. Yeah. Um Otherwise, I just want to work, and it's it's yeah. too, it's bad. It's bad. It's not a good thing. I need to be able. Well, to it like, serves you. Look at your success, though. I know, but you can only like do stuff for so long, right? And yeah, I have had times where I'm like just burnt out, you know, okay. and just overthinking, and just like I can't. I've just done overcooked myself this week. Yeah, um, yeah. And I remember you telling me about that toggle app. You know that one that tracks yeah. how many hours you work. So I use that personally. Okay. And that's, that's been a really good wake up call for me sometimes to be like, okay, you did way too many hours this week. Ah, um, but did you feel like, did you do too many hours based on the, the number that you set or could you feel your body and go, wow, I did too many hours? There's a balance. So I don't think, um, you know, like I genuinely really don't feel like I work that much because like, I love what I do. Mm. Um, but when I'm looking at like, where's my time going and like, what gives me the most energy and how can I put more time there? And to be honest, for me to be creative, I need to be bored. I'm like, yep. it's the opposite thing for me. I think yep. when I feel like I can't be creative, it's because I've just worked too much yep. and I'm just like overthinking and over analyzing things. So mm. I come up with my best ideas when I'm having time off, you know, yeah. I might be like walking around the lake and I'll be like, Oh my God, I'm going to do this. Why haven't I thought of that? Well, that's a great post. Or, you know, I'm going to do train with Sherelle. Like I come up with ideas when I'm bored. So yep. I have to schedule in that downtime to physically remove myself from a lot of work or a lot of learning, so to speak. I love that. And and people, you know, it's like where people come up with ideas in the shower or yep. a, a time where you, you, you called it bored, you know, sometimes if you're just present, 
Like I was down by the beach on Sunday um, with my mask on, <laughs> you know, for anyone being like, I was only at the beach in lockdown. I live near the beach. It's within my 10K. Um, <laughs> um, and came up with a whole new concept just by sitting there looking at the water. Yep. Like, and that's where, yeah, you have to be bored, present, whatever you want to call it, to, to allow new opportunities to come into your mind. But just as sort of a business thing, I feel like everyone needs to get on one you need to bring some element of your business online mm, yeah, and I'm just going to put it out there whether the you're a hairdresser whether you're yeah. you know obviously in the fitness industry it has to happen like where you can please come up with something online because god knows how long this is going to keep happening um, yeah. and there are so many ways that you can you don't have to start a whole business and overhaul everything but just some sort of element if you can get it online get it online mm. even if it's your personal brand do you know what i mean like yep. dedicating more time to developing that yeah everyone has intellectual property that they can box up and do something with without mm. you know being in a direct exchange for time even if you are a hairdresser like maybe you can teach people how to dye their hair at home properly and create yep. an online course for it in six weeks and teach be like never have to pay a hairdresser again i don't know that's yeah. probably offending a lot of hairdressers but you know well, what i mean no, education is kind of the next step up and, and we don't mean education as if teach it to a high level you know there are people like me who I need to know basic things or teach me how to bloody do my eyebrows properly or teach me you know there are so many little things that you can do Mm. it's crazy when you actually Mm. look at it it's crazy when you look at it um but yeah like we said you know you've got to actually create space for yourself to sort of be able to come up with ideas and you know to me productivity used to mean hard work and being Mm. busy that's what I used to think I used to be absolutely exhausted at the end of a shift and be like I've worked hard today yeah. You know, and that part of me loved it. it was like, oh, yeah, you really have. You've done 25,000 steps. Wow. Now productivity means something completely different. It's yeah. it's completely different. It's like, oh, you know, I feel I have lots of energy today. I've got lots of space. I'm coming up with these great ideas. I've ticked mm. a few boxes. I don't feel burnt. I'm finishing work early. I've been productive, you know. So, it. yeah, and that's been a really cool, you know, switch for me because I'm getting so much more done and I'm making like some really great progress on a lot of projects that have been stagnant for so long because my brain has been so fixed and so like next day ahead, like just living and doing the daily tasks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I always say like, I'm like, I had to go through that time. Of course, everyone, you have to, I don't want to say grind, but you've got to, do I say grind? Do you say know grind. I, mean? I reckon you have to grind, bro. We've we've bloody grinded. Yeah, you've got to grind. Anyone at the start who's of successful has grinded. Yeah. Grind, ground, grinded. Ground me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and there will come times where you still have to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There will come more times where you're so busy and mm. you're just like I. But then you just priorities change. And something we were going to chat about, but we we sort of missed it was like saying no um, to oh, a lot yeah. of things and. Yeah, that's something I'm so firm on now is like, you know, I get a lot of offers and it's like to me is are these opportunities or mm. are these taking away? And what you got to think is every time you say yes, you you give time. Every time you say no, you get time back. So yeah. for me, I have three focus points at the moment and anything else that comes in, it's got to be a really good offer for me to say yes because it's taking away from those other projects yeah. that like I said, I've already been working so hard on to be able to have the time to work on. So yeah, it always comes at a cost. 
Yeah, yeah. And we've spoken about boundaries in a previous episode, but again, it always comes up. So like me saying no to the show, mm, like, or, yep. or any other opportunity that are there, that now opens the door for many other things. Um, and, you know, we've, we've been grinding for a long time. And yes, that helped us build our personal brand that helped us, you know, get that authority status where we don't have to be stuck in the day-to-day, but our day-to-day still has a lot of work. Work mm. just looks differently. Now, for me, that transition was very hard, you know, coming from back-to-back appointments for years um, and for you, you know, always being on, being in the wards, all of that. Like the transition to give yourself space to think mm. is hard because you get so used to being busy. And for me, busyness like if I wasn't busy, my body would see that, that as a threat. Then yeah. I'd start to have self-chatter. Oh, you're unproductive today. You're yeah. lazy. You're not achieving. Well, no, oh. we need to. Yeah, like it comes I up. feel you. I feel you triggered I mean? by you calling me lazy. You oh. know, even though I hear that word, I'm like, I hate that. Hate yeah, that but as you said, you know, have space. Put yourself in an environment where you can allow thoughts to come into your mind or you might meet someone that will then put you 5,000 steps ahead that yeah. you couldn't scramble. Like in my Google calendar, it wasn't Sherelle's going to ask me to do a podcast today. You know, we had to create that and then that opportunity came about. So pre-plan, yes, but mm. don't be scared to slowly leave that grind and give yourself space. You yeah. might not know what's going to come yet. And I don't mean to sit down and watch TV and waste the time, you know, put yourself in a thriving environment. And then that's how you slowly make that transition. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you don't get given opportunities. You just get to find them. You see them, mm. you know, and you can't see anything when you're just living in the moment and grinding. And yeah. like what we said, that time has to come. Um, you know, there was times where I used to take my laptop to work and do stuff in like on my lunch break. And like, mm. that was fine. I just sort of thought well, that's, that's what you got to do. And that is what you got to do, Yeah, you know, but in the same breath, you know, probably one of the worst thing and pieces of advice that I got given when I first started in business was to have a backup plan. That was the thing that held me back for about four months, I think, wow. was having this backup plan of like still doing shifts and like still mm. giving energy elsewhere, like impacted or inhibited how quickly my business could take off. Yeah. Um, and now I see that I protect that. I'm like, okay, what else am I doing at the moment? And is that, that's inhibiting something else. I just got to be mindful that's of good. that. So mm. I tell people, they're like, oh, you know, have a backup plan and do all these. It's like, no, go no. all in. If you mm. have a plan B, your plan A like knows that. So, yeah. 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 And I, and I know that like, yes, maybe not everyone has the financial setup, but create that, you know, I had savings and I went all in mm. and I was like, mm. you know, I've got this if I really need it, but I'm not putting energy there if I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Or worst case, just like transition out, but don't drag it out. Rip yeah. the bandaid off. Don't just slowly do it. Um, mm. Cause yeah, knowing that there's a plan B you will go cause that's your safety net. That's your comfort zone. So yeah. naturally we will sort of spend time, thought energy in that plan B, but no, you can't, you can't have a plan B. Mm, okay. yep. There are smart ways to, to transition, but yeah, definitely don't have a plan B. That's just sort of comfort zone stuff. Yeah, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, but we covered some ground today. I feel like yeah. we've really covered quite a few topics and we always get off on little bits of tangy, but you know, we really just wanted to go over like changing direction and I guess what that's looked like for us, uh, mm-hmm. as well as like managing, I guess, adversity, you know, given the situation that everyone's in at the moment and finding new opportunity potentially 
potentially yeah. out of that adversity. Yeah, yeah. Use this time to slow, like obviously we're all sort of forced to slow down. Use this time to really tune into your mind and body. Listen to those gut feelings of what you need, whether it be in the form of like me, like relationships and humans and all that, or for new business opportunities, okay? Use that space to create and yes, take some time to slow down if you've felt under the pump the past six months and been in that rat race type mentality and then physically slow down, enjoy it, go for a walk in the park, get some sunshine if there's sunshine where you are, you know, definitely use the time to tune into you to figure out what you need as an individual. Okay. But this is, as Michelle said, this is an abnormal situation. So everyone's reaction is normal. There's lots of opinions that are very contrasting. Okay. But just respect everyone. More importantly, respect yourself and your boundaries. What are you consuming yourself with? What are you saying to people? What are you watching? Okay. You're in control of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, mindset is everything, mm. everything for everything and any time. So make yeah. sure that you do listen to yourself and, and do what you feel like you need, you know, not what you should be doing at the moment. You don't need to be productive as well. And no. I want to like give that message out is like, it's like Danny said, it's okay to slow down. So mm. hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please do take a screenshot and tag uh, the Level Up podcast on Instagram. Thank you.